Welcome to or welcome back to the Made For More podcast with yours truly, McKenna Romaniano. And this podcast was designed to help you elevate your life, faith, fitness, and nutrition so that you leave with more than you came with. You are made for more and that's exactly what this podcast was created to show you. So let's level up together and jump into this episode. Welcome back to the podcast. And today we're going to talk about getting over the all-star tomorrow or I'll do it later or next time. And the basically the procrastination because it's a procrastination nation and we already know that. So here is your kick in the butt and seven top tips that I would recommend to get over that all-star tomorrow mindset or I'll do it later because we all know it's never actually going to happen when you say later because later's just not going to ever come. It's always going to be later and then later and later and later and later's never going to actually be present. So getting over that, we're just going to jump right in because I have seven things to kind of talk to you about and we're going to make it short and sweet and to the point so you can actually get out of this podcast and actually start acting. And so it's not a later thing to do. Um, first tip of mine is cycle of compensation. So This basically means that the more that we say that we're going to do something, we don't do it. The more that we believe that we're not actually going to keep promises to ourselves, and that cycle just continues to repeat itself. And so if we're telling ourselves that, okay, yes, I'm going to go to the gym at 5 a.m. This is just an example. You always snooze your alarm at 5 a.m. You realize that the more that you tell yourself you're going to do something, you're probably not going to actually follow through. So you just end up not even believing yourself in the first place, which can get into a really negative cycle. And so that cycle of compensation, we have to actually flip that. And instead of not keeping promises to ourselves, we have to actually start keeping promises to ourselves. So if the promises that you're making were too big, like maybe 5am is just a stretch, maybe go to the gym after work two days a week, maybe keep that promise to yourself for a couple of weeks and then increase the, I guess, difficulty of your promise and be able to kind of execute on that. Because the more that we give ourselves evidence to support that we're not going to follow through, the more that we will not follow through. So that is that for the first tip. And I told you, these are going to be quick actionable takeaways. So if you are currently not keeping promises to yourself, make note and start making promises that are able to be kept to yourself. Next one is some non-negotiables. So if you have a hard time starting anything, probably because you have too much to actually start and too much to think about. So instead of saying, I'm going to completely overhaul my life, uh, start smaller than that. So what is something that you can act on today that's going to get you closer to your goal? So that could be as simple, honestly, it sounds stupid sometimes, but as simple as I'm going to drink more water or I'm going to go for a walk outside today. Like what is a simple non-negotiable that you can implement into your daily life? Just like brushing your teeth, I would hope, is a non-negotiable. What are some other non-negotiables that you can add into your day and add into your habits and routines that are going to get you closer to be that person that you want to be? Again, it could be as simple as getting outside. It could be as complex as getting in a workout five times a week. But whatever that is for you, make it doable and make it something that doesn't really take too much energy or effort in your brain to be able to kind of come up with an excuse for. Make it super simple, fit into your day. It's even better if it's a stack stackable habit. So if you're already doing something like brushing your teeth, maybe instead of chugging a coffee the first thing you get up in the morning while you're brushing your teeth, you fill up a glass of water and you can drink water when you're done. Like simple things like that, instead of just chugging a coffee, switch that for a water. Again, the simpler the habits, the easier it is going to be to stick to them and then build on top of them. And we're not asking for you to go to the moon or anything, but small, simple habits can and will change your life. Small things like that. So next one is snowball mentality. So I filmed a TikTok about this somewhat recently, I think it's probably dated at this point, but about how we kind of give ourselves, going back to the first point, proof in either situation. So we give ourselves proof. If we follow through with our promises, we give ourselves proof. If we don't follow through with our promises, if we tell ourselves that we're going to do something and we don't end up doing it, it's going to just further perpetuate the belief that you can't do things. 
Now, if we get this burst of motivation out of nowhere and we act on that motivation and say, we're going to completely overhaul our life, we're just really, really motivated. Maybe it's the first of the month. Maybe it's a new year, maybe whatever. And you're just really motivated or you have a vacation coming up and all of a sudden you're really motivated and you try to do everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Going from not really walking all that much to 10K steps a day, going to drinking all of your water, going to working out five times a week, going to restricting your food, like all of these things, literally zero to a hundred you're pushing a snowball up a hill and it's just going to get heavier and heavier until it hits you as it rolls down the hill. Now that might be aggressive, but you see the visual that I'm going for. So the snowball up the hill is so much harder than trying to get momentum going down a hill. If you start small at the top of the hill and your goal is going to be a bit bigger, that's great. Don't start the opposite direction where your goal is so, so big but you're starting so, so big. So you don't really have anywhere to go. And that just gets too heavy and you kind of can't carry it. So start small, like I said, find those habit non-negotiables and then start rolling the snowball down the hill. It's going to gain momentum and you're going to have to eventually like stop it because it's moving so fast. But on the other end of things, don't push it up the hill where it's getting momentum or not getting momentum up the hill, but you're having to like continually push this growing, ever-growing snowball up a hill, it's going to eventually crush you as it falls down and you're going to have to start all over and you're going to feel defeated and you're going to get that burst of motivation again and it's just going to be a cycle and we do not want that. So one, two, and three, check, check, check. Number four is listening to your body. So if you want to start tomorrow, if you want to get your life on track, whatever it is, do you even know what your body is asking for? Maybe you don't feel really good. Maybe you feel lethargic, but I would say first things first, can you self-regulate within your body and know what it needs? If no, okay, that's the first step. Do you have hunger cues? If no, that's the first step. If you don't get hunger cues, we really can't put you on a fitness journey um, and be sustainable with it until we actually figure out the root cause of why you don't have hunger cues because your body at that point is not healthy enough to be able to regulate its own hunger cues, which that is an issue. Um, that's kind of one of the first things to go when women are under eating. And so we have to make sure we're getting reliable hunger cues. Same thing with your body. If you are sore all the time, or if you're in pain all the time, it would not be the best thing to jump into a full workout routine when our body just isn't there. It's like, you're just getting out of ACL surgery and you decide that you want to go run a marathon, probably not the best idea. So we have to meet ourselves where we're at, listen to our body. And if you can't hear your body, that's a sign to really dig deeper and start step-by-step and not try to overhaul your entire life. So work on one thing at a time, hunger cues could be it, or it could be more of like the workout side of things. It could be injury prevention. It could be injury rehab, et cetera, et cetera. But listening to your body, because it's telling you things, trust me, it's telling you things. It's just waiting for you to listen. Next one is based on facts. So what have your past behaviors taught you? Similar, like I said, to the first point, if you keep on telling yourself you can do something or you can't do something, you don't follow through, great. Our brains love evidence, but if the evidence is pointed in the negative direction where you never follow through on your promises, that's not gonna be a really good track record for you. Whereas if we can start building up wins, they don't have to be huge wins by any means, but the more evidence we can have towards a certain behavior working, the better. So we already know, I guess, based on like evidence and just like how people feel, when you drink more water, you start to feel better right? That's just a simple, if you do this, then that happens. Now, if we tell ourselves every single time we drink water, look, I'm drinking more water. I'm doing a good job. That evidence is going to perpetuate and you're going to start to feel better. And you're going to start to associate feeling better with drinking more water, right? That's how our brains work. Now, if we never have evidence to support that, 
it's going to be harder to get ourselves to drink water. It's the first time of doing anything is the hardest because we don't have any evidence to back it up. Now, for me personally, I drink water without even thinking about it because I know it makes me feel better. And it's just a habit of mine. Now, the first time I ever had to drink more water, again, these habits are like simple because it doesn't have to be complicated. The first time I started to drink more water, I had to think about it all the time. It was always on my mind and I just needed to give myself time and more evidence in my corner that it made me feel better and that I could do it more importantly. Now, when we have that evidence built up, it's easier and easier to compile that evidence to then put it towards different things. So I know that when I drink more water, I felt better. Okay, great. What are some other healthy habits that I can implement that are going to also make me feel better? Okay. Maybe it's going to the gym. Cool. Well, I started going to the gym and I was like, okay, I still need more evidence that I can do hard things. Keep on going to the gym. Keep on going to the gym. Okay, great. Now I start tracking my food and really being intentional with my nutrition. Why? Because I know that's going to help me feel better. And I already have evidence that I can do hard things through drinking more water and going to the gym. So these things kind of compile on top of each other. And the hardest thing to do is the first time you do something because you don't have any evidence in your brain to support it. You have evidence of your brain to support the opposite that not doing the things isn't helpful, but that's the negative association. We need more of a positive association of doing this helps me. So we have to really focus on what can we do to build up that repertoire of knowledge and build up that repertoire of proof. Think of it like back in college or back in middle school when you had to cite papers in like, what is it, MLA or APA format? You were not allowed to cite Wikipedia because it didn't really have any evidence there and anybody could kind of put words on there. It really wasn't regulated. You would never use resources that were not cited and were not looked over because they weren't reputable. So that's kind of how your body and your brain feels is if you're starting a new habit, you have no reputable sources saying that's going to work. So you have to build those and it's going to take time and energy, but the more that you build them, the easier it's going to be to continue those habits. So habits based on facts, continue to give yourself a reason to trust yourself, but that first time is going to be the hardest. Next one is habit loops. So this is really talked about in like addiction literature and everything, but it really it honestly affects every area of life, in my opinion. So a habit loop is just something where you do a habit, you have a reinforced behavior, you get a reward, and then you do the habit again because you want that, you want that habit loop. If we can break those negative habit loops, say you, I don't even know. So a simple habit could be maybe like snoozing your alarm. That's a habit loop where your alarm goes off. The action is you snoozing the alarm. The reward is that you sleep longer and you kind of feel better because you're more rested. Okay. That's a habit loop, right? So how do we break that habit loop to get something better out of it? Maybe we set the alarm for a different time. And so we're are automatically more well-rested when we get up. Maybe it has to even go back to our bedtime. Maybe we're just not well-rested enough because we don't sleep long enough because our bedtime's too late because we're on our phone. There's other things that could kind of contribute to that. So that's a normal habit loop that are, that has been serving our body because we feel better after we hit snooze, right? So what is a habit loop that we can break in any area of your life, it's going to ultimately make you feel better than the current habit loop does. This is really easy for switching habits too. So for example, if you feel like you are a little bit snacky in the afternoon, and so you go to the pantry and you grab a snack and maybe like a soda or something, that is a habit loop that, okay, your body tells you you're hungry. It's like 3 PM. You go to the pantry, you pick something out of the pantry. Okay. How can we break that habit loop or at least change that habit loop to be something more fruitful? Maybe instead of going to the pantry and picking out, I don't know, a bag of chips and a Coke, we go to the pantry, we pick out an apple, some peanut butter, and maybe a diet Coke, like things like that. Simple switches. The habit loop is still there of getting a snack at 3 p.m. The habit is still there of getting up in the morning after you hit snooze, but maybe we can fix kind of the mechanism of action to get there 
and make it more fruitful towards our goals. So habit loops are really, really powerful. Um, open loops are really, really powerful in communication. That's a whole other thing. But loops are a very powerful thing because our minds and our bodies really love consistency. And so if we can build consistency around another habit, another topic, that is 10 out of 10 recommend. So the last one that I have is low hanging fruit kind of goes back to all the different tips already, but what is something that is doable? Again, we don't want to push a snowball up a hill because it's going to come back and roll on us. We don't want to do something that's totally out of left field because we have no data to support that in our brains. We don't want to give ourselves some insane non-negotiables that are just not attainable. So we quit. What is some low hanging fruit for you specifically? And for, again, for everybody, it's going to be different for some people, maybe drinking water is the easiest thing that they can do. Maybe somebody else getting in a home workout, something super easy. They can do maybe somebody else swapping some of their groceries is a really easy thing they can do. Maybe grocery shopping in general, instead of going out to eat, it's an easier thing for them to do. What is the lowest hanging fruit that you can easily do right now that's going to elicit some sort of result and start to give you that motivation and that push and that drive in the right direction and create a new habit loop and a new feedback loop that's going to get you closer to your goal. So those are the top tips that I would say, top seven tips to get over the I'll start tomorrow. And the biggest thing is you just have to do it. These are like little tips here and there, of course, but the biggest thing that I would recommend is you just have to do it. It's going to suck. Trust me, it will, but you just have to get over that initial hump and keep on going until you build enough repertoire of data, I guess, backing up these decisions that you're making because they are really good for you at the end of the day. So that's all I have for you today. Please leave a rating interview on Spotify or Apple, whatever one you are listening to this podcast on. And I will be back next week for another episode. Check out the show notes for more links and things. And I will check in with you guys next Monday. Have a great week and see you then. Thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you're at the gym, on the road, cleaning, or walking your dog, I am so glad you chose to spend the last few minutes with me. Find all the links to connect with me in the show notes. And if you have a question or an idea for a guest, please submit the form also found in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe or follow to never miss a new episode drop. And until next time.